Hello and welcome to the Projection List Podcast. I am Max. Uh, Chad. Ryan. Jordan. And uh, I came across this thing um, a couple years ago. I thought it was very odd, and I thought it might be uh, a nice little, a nice little extra, a nice little special for those who might be listening, and uh, tie into both the Force Awakens and the holiday season. So even though apparently this film is not about Christmas, I think it's supposed to be Thanksgiving. I fucked up. But anyway, today we are going to be talking about the Star Wars holiday special. The Star Wars Holiday Special was released in 1978, less than a year after the release of the original film, making it only the second major piece of Star Wars media to be released. Overseen by the man who directed Elvis's 1968 comeback special and co-written by a team of five men that included one of the co-writers of the Naked Gun trilogy and Bruce Valanche, George Lucas was only minimally involved in its creation. Despite this, the special brings back Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, and James Earl Jones from the original cast, while also introducing us to new characters played by comedians Art Carney, Harvey Corman, and B. Arthur. The special was not well received, and as such, it has never been officially released in any format. Fans who taped it at the time have traded it amongst themselves. George Lucas has repeatedly said that if he had time and a sledgehammer, he would track down every copy of the show and destroy it. But despite the reluctance of the casting crew to acknowledge that the Star Wars Holiday Special has gone on to have a life of its own as one of the most infamous pieces of Star Wars media ever produced. So, um, before we begin this little review thing proper, we should have a, a disclaimer. Uh, uh, Jordan, how much of this film did you manage to make it through? Ten minutes or less. Ten minutes or less. Okay. Jesus. And uh, so, the majority of this review will be a discussion between me, Ryan, and Chad. But I just wanted to ask you, Jordan, was it... Was it like a cumulative effect that caused you to turn it off, or was there like a specific moment where you were like, "This is it, I can't do it anymore"? There was not a there was not a moment. It's just I already knew of this. Mm-hmm. I knew of the inf- of the infamous badness that this is. If that's even words, like I just knew this was <laughs> terrible. Yeah, like I just knew it. And when you brought it up to review it, I was like, "Oh God, I don't ever want to see this. I never wanted to see it begin with." And uh, what I did was, to be fair, to be fair, I, yeah. I, I just went to YouTube and it's, it's there. The first thing I searched and it was there. Right. Uh, I watched 10 minutes of it straight through. Okay, I'm good. And then what I did <laughs> was, every five minutes or so, I would just skip ahead on YouTube. Okay. So I saw Mark Hamill there. I saw, you know, Carrie Fisher, blah, was blah. Was that Mark Hamill? Huh? Yeah. I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not convinced that that was Mark Hamill. That was Mark Hamill. That was Mark Hamill. That, I'm pretty sure that that was like a robot. <laughs> because that did not look like Mark Hamill at when all. he was with the Wookiee. No, I'm making a joke oh. because he looks like a fucking monster. He is wearing. A, it looked to me like well, he was wearing eyeliner. Well, Does okay. anybody have an opinion on yeah, that? Yeah. To be I fair, was this before or after his famous motorcycle accident? Because he had completely face plastic surgery. That's why he looks different from Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. And that's why, because in the original Empire Strikes Back, he was not attacked by the Abominable Snowman creature, whatsoever that character, whatever that creature's name is. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but that's why they had him attacked and why he had his face cut up in the movie to explain to the audience why he looks so vastly different compared to what that. he did. I don't know yeah, that. Mark Hamill got in a serious. It was either a motorcycle or a car accident, and it fucked up his face so bad that they had to completely do reconstructive surgery on his face. Seriously, go back and look at Mark Hamill in Star Wars and Mark Hamill in Empire. It looks completely different. 
I guess I never really realized that. So I don't know when the accident happened. So if this was pre... Well, this is... A I mean, I know this was released a year after Star Wars. I don't yeah, know when this no, accident no. happened, though, because or when you said a robot, movie. maybe. No. Well, he just... <laughs> like, he looks like he's wearing, like, an absurd amount of makeup. Oh. Like, an absurd amount of... So that could be why. Yeah. All right, well... But, you know, this, so to answer your question, because yeah. I want this show to go long at all, I just... I, I just knew of the history. I knew it was going to be bad. I tried... This this is 2001 Space Odyssey for me. All right. Whoa, that's, okay, great. you should not have All said right. that because it's going to make this episode a lot longer. No, no I'm not. We're going to ignore that. I'm gonna, five I'm seconds and I'm done. Brilliant. Count your head five seconds and I'm done. One. I think 2001 Space Odyssey is amazing. I, it's, 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 it's just fucking long. Six okay, seconds. there we go. Jordan comparing the Star Wars Holiday Special to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Moving on. Hot praise from Jordan Salko. <laughs> First question. And Jordan, you can actually answer this one. Okay. Imagine it's 1978 and the Star Wars Holiday Special has just been announced. Are you excited? What are you expecting? Yes. You're excited. What oh are you God. expecting from it? If I was 13 years old and I heard that Star Wars is doing a holiday special on TV, I'm there. Right. I mean, why? what kid wouldn't, right? And what are you expecting the special to like involve? Uh, I was um, I would expect a Star Wars story just for TV, like a small story that happens in between uh, a New Hope and Empire, something like that. Like nothing with Wookies or what we got, just a little small TV story, mm. like uh, like a web series nowadays in a way. Gotcha. All right, Ryan. Uh, super fucking pumped. Uh, I would yeah I, w I would be there. That night, ready, watching the late uh, the, the news, uh, waiting for it to come on. And I would be wanting to see something that involves Luke and Leia and Han Solo and them on a planet doing swashbuckling things. And I'd be super pumped. Yeah. All right, Chad. Yeah, I guess I, I mean I guess I would have been super fucking excited if I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would have just expected. I don't know what I would have expected. I guess more Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just, as I'm thinking of my 13-year-old self, I would have expected yeah. more Star Wars. And I mean, I think you would have been excited by, like, the first minute of the special, where they're, like, in a dogfight, they're in the Millennium Falcon, you're like, alright, this is gonna be exactly what I wanted. And then, it cuts to Chewbacca's home planet of Kashuk. And one of the most controversial elements of this film, and what causes a lot of people to turn it off within the first 5-10 minutes, is that you have a lot of Wookiee dialogue in this movie. With the members of Chewbacca's family, uh, his wife Mala, his son Lumpy, Lumpy, and his father Itchy. And they're all speaking in Wookiee, which is basically just a bunch of screams and grunts. And there's no subtitles. There's no subtitles. So that's, uh, which okay. makes sense, because there's no subtitles for Chewie in right. the Star Ex Wars. Except in Star Wars, we don't have extended conversations in Wookiee, <laughs> which we do in this special. <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you guys here, because we have to remember that there are a lot of very successful films that don't have dialogue at all. You know, there are a lot of great silent films, there are more recent films like WALL-E, that that use that have you know dialogue free sections that work beautifully. The artist. So Dolly. I wanted to ask you guys, um, do you agree with the film's decision to present its Wookiee dialogue without subtitles, and do you feel that the actors are able to communicate effectively with just noises and movements? <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually going to treat this like we're, we're a regular we're, episode. We're, we're, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. I want to have a serious discussion about this special. Absolutely not. Okay. Okay, so the, th the, the, the biggest issue <laughs> I have with this, especially at the, the start, is the fact... Okay, so no subtitles. You have to get 
you have to get your information through body language. However, they decided to shoot a lot of the uh, shouts or what you would call, quote, emotional scenes uh, in close-up. <laughs> with with these sub the, the the masks aren't even as good as as Chewbacca's mask in Star Wars. So really, you you hear a grunt and then you'll see the mouth open and then it just kind of like flops open, closes, flops open, and closes. Like Godzilla movie. And you get you get no absolutely no really context of what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Gotcha. Anybody else? Anybody have a differing opinion? I think occasionally you can tell what they're what they're trying to communicate, uh, but uh, majority of the time, no. Majority of the time, it is almost impossible to to decipher what they're trying to tell. You. One of the one of the, the best parts in the opening is when she is trying to tell when Mala is trying to tell Lumpy to is it do the dishes or take out the trash or something, <laughs> and they just stand there for like like three <laughs> alternating shots, just like growling at each other, and she like motions her arm. And you still don't know what the fuck she's doing <laughs> until he, he walks over there, and then he just like kind of leaves. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. Yeah. Was anybody else confused as to who exactly they fucking were? Yeah. Like like, um, what I mean is like I, I'm sure I'm sure you realize okay this is Chewbacca's family, mm-hmm. but like, which one like who's fucking who? Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. I wasn't very confused because uh, Itchy has the gray hair and no teeth. Mala wears the apron like a woman should. And the sun is very small. <coughs> well, like, at, at first I didn't fucking notice the apron. Uh-oh. So I was just like, wait a minute. Why would she have an apron? Because she's cooking, motherfucker. Did you not watch the special? Oh, yeah. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> I mean, Chewie wears some clothes. He has that bandolier. You know. Um... All right, and on the subject of Chewie, um, do you feel that the special adds a new dimension to the character of Chewbacca? Makes him seem like a dickhead. That's <laughs> that was the first thing. Like he makes him seem like a dickhead. He just yeah. left his family to go on these smuggling runs. That's exactly that, that might be how you make your money, whatever. But you have a family. You have people that count on you. No, that's what I like. We were watching. It. I'm just like, so wait, so Chewbacca is like a deadbeat dad, who's like <laughs> only showing up for the holidays and then fucking leaving to go smuggle. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's what I thought. Like, it was just like, the, oh, okay, great. This is a terrible fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca, one of the most beloved characters in the film, is just a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Yeah, he makes these one-liners and you find him lovable until you find out he's a raging alcoholic who beats his son. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, now, I think one of the things people always ask about this, I think people are surprised when they see it because they see... Chewbacca's home life, they see this house he lives in, and it's very civilized, like, it's very domesticated. And I think that clashes with, like, the image people have of the way Chewbacca lives, right? So I wanted to ask you guys that. Did the nature of Chewbacca's home life surprise you? How would you have expected Chewbacca to live, based on his previous characterization? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) All right. I got nothing right now. Nothing. Okay, I, I don't. Okay. I mean, let's investigate why we felt this way about Chewbacca. Why is this so weird to everyone? See, I never actually, I never actually pictured his home life. Like that never. never yeah, I never. Like I never thought about like where he came from. That never occurred to me. Yeah, Chewbacca's home life is with Han and the Millennium Falcon. Because I think a lot of people are like, you know, he lives in a house. I thought he'd just live Wait. off in the woods somewhere. Well, he lives on the fucking Millennium Falcon. Hmm. Yeah. 
Like, where, do you ever think of where fucking Han lives? Not really. No, he lives on the Millennium Falcon. They're smugglers. The exactly. thing, the thing I thought was uh, the the only time I ever thought about Chewie's like past is when in Episode Three he's a war hero, and I thought like, but how did he go from being a war hero to a smuggler with the Han Solo? That makes no sense. But right. I let it go because it's unimportant. Yeah, I'll go with that. Now, okay, I'm gonna ask you guys: Does the special add a new dimension to the Empire? Because for me. Okay, if we're talking about legitimately interesting things the special does, I kind of like the way they handle the Empire. Because the way they do it, you know, like them coming in and like forcing Art Carney to show them his papers, you know, and like tearing the place apart and ripping the head off a Lumpy's doll, I just think it's very like fascistic and I think it's, it's kind of interesting. It's 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 I think it's an element of the empire we haven't really seen before. We see that all the time. I'm just saying like home invasion stuff, like like kicking the door in and like you know holding you up, papers and shit. It's just it's it's interesting. To it's me. a very very Nazi esque. Very very Nazi esque. But um, I also like the 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 kind of the Big Brother aspect of it where they show them that live feed of Tatooine from the bar. Mm-hmm. The, the the scene you know the scene is uh, stupid, but that's a nice little added dimension to it that mm-hmm. the, that they can spy and show other people everything. Right, and they imply they have those TV screens. You know, they have the the TV screen in Chewbacca's house. They have it in the bar. They there's this implication that just like the Empire is everywhere, and that the Empire is monitoring everyone at all times. I think that's interesting. It's very yeah. It's very. Chad, do you agree that the way the Empire is depicted is at least somewhat interesting? I, I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, I assume that... The, I mean, on fucking Tatooine, they're like... You know, they... Because they stop uh, Ben and he does the these aren't the droids you're looking for thing. Like, they've done that in the movies. So, like... I mean, not to this degree where they're doing home invasion and asking for Art Carney's papers, but... This is worse than the Ewok adventure movies, too, which I own. No, I, I said that, actually. Like, while we were watching it, I was just like, I thought that those were really goofy. Yeah, this is no. no. Those, like, fucking feel like mas- like a masterpiece compared to these. And they filmed that in the back of uh, Skywalker Ranch. Anyway, go ahead. Now, um, I don't know how many of these Jordan actually saw, but um, the film does have many asides. And I would love to go into each of them individually, but I don't really feel like we have time. So, just real quick, here is a list of them that I compiled. Um, the cooking video with four-armed purple Harvey Corman. Um. Oh my god. Itchy's weird song porn with Diane Carroll. Um, the song by Jefferson Starship. (laughs) (laughs) Jefferson Starship is in this? Yes! Yes! Oh, I gotta watch it now. Um, the, uh, the faithful Wookiee cartoon, where, where Lumpy is watching a cartoon about his father, which is weird. Um... The mini transmitter video, where Harvey Corman once again teaching you how to build a mini transmitter. Um, the best part about that one is that there's no fucking point. <laughs> there's um, no fucking point. We have the Mose Eisley short we were just discussing, starring B. Arthur. Beatrice uh, Arthur. Beatrice Arthur, as they say in the credits, and she sings a song. It's very nice. And um, we have, at the end, the Life Day song, sung by Carrie Fisher. So, I just wanted to ask you guys... Um, which of these asides was your personal favorite, and which was your least favorite? Alright, so, you also forgot the trapeze thing. Oh, right! The hologram trapeze Yeah, there's thing. a part at the beginning with these little holographic, um, circus people, like trapeze artists and jugglers. Yeah. It's kind of like a Cirque du Soleil thing. Kind of like the chessboard in A New Hope. Yeah. And in The Force Awakens. Um, yeah. but anyways. <laughs> no, okay, so, my favorite was was the Diane Carroll thing. Mine too. Because it seemed like it never was never going to end. <laughs> 
and like when it cuts back to him at the end he just has like this super like ecstasy face no he's getting aroused yeah um that was my favorite uh my least favorite was the um transmitter explanation because he the glitches thing yeah it's just i know there's a lot of things in this that you could put the term you could describe as dumb um and it's not going to do justice to how dumb it is but that was dumb. <laughs> I got a question. Was this live at the no, time? No, no, this is taped. Yeah, it's all pre-recorded. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is amazing. So, because uh, someone had to look at the f- <laughs> the whole thing and be like, put it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is what we're running. I'm asking if it was live. Well, know. actually, Lucas uh, he claims that he had no involvement in it at all, but but some of the people who worked on it say that he did look at the dailies. So I, I believe that because he's an idiot. But moving on. Um, okay, so Chad, which was your favorite, least favorite of the asides? I can't even pick a favorite. Really? Like, I, there's, and I can't even pick a, like, the, there's, as Ryan said, the, the fucking transmitter one, it just, like, doesn't make, but it doesn't make any sense, but, like, literally almost all of them, like, have no point. Like, the cooking video doesn't really have a point. None of them have a point, and... The thing that, like, fucking confused me the most and made me hate this this holiday special the most was the fact that I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be laughing or just watching people do things. I think the B. Arthur short is supposed to be kind of tragic and wistful, I think. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure that the volcano head guy was trying to rape her. Well, he was, but... Uh, nothing's wrong with the good old fashioned. Which I thought was pretty oh strange God. why they decided to give him a mouth on the top of his head. <laughs> when you, he already you, has uh, a mouth. Did you find that disturbing? I did. I, I like, found it disturbing. Because, like, I thought he, like, just had, like, you know, like a cone head sort of thing. And then, like, when you get the, you see the hole and she pours in, and I was thinking, that's, wait, that's wait, a wait, weird wait. Are anatomy. Are you guys with me? No. no. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is real. No, having been, dis- like, just, I, I imagine, like, not knowing what we're talking about and having us describe it feels like we're making shit up. But we're not. No, okay. Like, this is all B. real. B. Arthur plays like an intergalactic bartender. She works in the Mos Eisley Card Cantina. This guy comes in who has a volcano head, who drinks through the top of his head. He's trying to like woo her. At one point, he like comes behind the bar and kind of gets up behind her real close. Real like, rapey. But eventually, he she... brings her flowers too. Yeah. Oh, it's all because uh, I love the part where he's like, he's like, I was, uh, he's like, I stopped looking for love and. And I found you, because you said to me, <laughs> "Come back, honey. I'll be waiting." And then, and then the punchline is at the end of it, she just randomly says it. To she says it else. to everybody as soon as yeah. they leave. I'll be waiting. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. and like then she does her song and dance, and then like everyone like they they shut down the cantina, so everyone has to leave. And when everyone's gone, he's just standing behind the bar going. And that's it. That's the end of it. Like he has his flowers. He like straightens his shirt, kind of sighs. And he's gonna he's gonna get him a piece of Beatrice Arthur. I hope so. It's so fucking like it. It does it. It's like a. It's like a. It's like literally having a fever dream, where just nothing makes sense and everything's horrifying. And the best part is the quality of the video is terrible. Yeah. Well, of course it's the seventy-eight. Yeah. No, like it, it adds to the fever dream aspect of it. <laughs> well, with me personally, my favorite, as with Ryan, is the Diane Carroll song because I think it's it's really trippy and bizarre and fascinating. I love the I love the, the, the double exposure where she's facing you and in profile at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, it's incredible. And they keep doing like all that mirroring where she keeps like going into herself and shit. It's awesome. It's this, awesome. The thing that's that's uh, that's really weird to me about that is that he's like watching porn 
of a lady singing, and they were just like, it's it's a holiday special for kids. Yeah. Let's put that not, in there. Grandpa's just watching porn in the <laughs> living room. It's yeah. not a big deal. Everybody's just hanging out. But uh, the porn is just her singing. And does does Art Carney bring that for him? Yeah, he that's does. That's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift, okay. Which is why I thought this was Christmas, because he's given gifts. Well, I think it might be... It, it aired before <laughs> Thanksgiving, but it still might be like a holiday they call Christmas. It, they call it holiday special. It can mm-hmm. apply to anything, Max. Quit being so narrow-minded. I'm sorry. All right. So there is... Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Did you notice there was a cartoon in the yeah, middle of the Yeah, I know the cartoon. Now, the cartoon is famous... Right? The Faithful Wookiee. Uh, it was created by the same people who made the droids and Ewoks uh, Sunday morning cartoon series. And it's famous because it is the first ever appearance of Boba Fett. This is the introduction of Boba Fett. So, <laughs> now, Jordan wants to kill himself. There is a, a consensus, I think, among fans that the cartoon is noticeably better than the rest of the special. So I wanted to ask you guys that. Do you think the cartoon is better than the special, or do you think it's all kind of at the same level? I I think it's kind of at the same level. Mm. Mm. S- see, I think it's... I don't think that the cartoon's, like, good, but it actually has kind of a point. Mm-hmm. Kind of. What was They're, the resolution? I couldn't figure out, like, what the point of it was. I couldn't really figure out what the plot was either. They have, like, some kind of disease that they never explain. And yeah. then Boba <laughs> Fett says he's going to give them the cure, but then it turns out he's working with Vader. And then they discover that he's working with Vader, and then he flies away. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, what was the... I don't get the, the whole point resolution of it. Neither I don't do know. I. But Jordan has a, a thing? Well, I just have a question. Because uh, yeah. I have actually never seen the original Star Wars print. Because Lucas fucks everything up, but I heard the original print's hard to come by. Wait, the original... Like, the original original Star Wars movie, oh, right? right? Because we all know that there is that deleted scene that they did for the re-release where Jabba, Hutt, Jabba the Hutt's there and Boba Fett's there. Was that scene... Boba Fett was not in the original Star Wars no, at all. That at scene all. was cut out in the yeah. original yeah. cut. So this special is the very first, first time that we see Boba Fett in cart. Did you? Two, did you? Four? This did is you, the first appearance of Boba Fett in any media. And it's it's it's, it's and it comes out as a, as a as a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Does does he look the same? Yeah. yeah. Uh, roughly. I mean, he's kind of blue in the cartoon instead of green. I think. Yeah. But for the um, most part. Did you did you watch the cartoon? Uh, again. Boba what, Fett has the a dinosaur. What the fuck? And then well, move on. Yeah. No, that's what I was gonna say. Boba Fett is riding on a dinosaur. Yeah. When they Throughout, first like, the first, it's, like, it's really minute. Nice. And my, my, but my favorite aspect of the cartoon was when, after Han wakes up and everything, um, his eyes are closed the entire time. And, like, I like I thought that, like, maybe that's just how they were drawn, like, like kind of squinty-eyed and stuff. Like, But then he, like, opens one eye to look at Chewie and closes it again. And he's the pilot. He, okay. has, to, he has to fly. <laughs> and his eyes are not, I just thought, I thought that was great. Maybe, maybe they're on autopilot. He doesn't. Do you think he he would let autopilot run the Millennium Falcon? That's Han fucking Solo. No, I'm not giving the special much credit, buddy. Yeah, I did think that that was weird that he like looked. I don't know if it's racist to say this. It's kind of Asian. His face is really long too. <laughs> yeah, he looks so Han Solo looked really fucking weird. But it's but it's Harrison Ford. No, it's well, a cartoon. It's him talking, but yeah. no, no, no. In the cartoon, he oh, looks oh, in the cartoon, like, he, his yeah. eyes are like. Really, gotcha. and like his face nose. looks really weird. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So just a couple more questions. Winding it down here because I realize nobody wants to listen to like a ver- uh a, a discussion of this that's as long as an actual movie discussion. Um. But I did want to ask. 
Um, we do have some notable appearances from the original cast here. We have Luke with his weird eyeliner makeup face. We have Princess Leia singing her Life Day song. Was that bad, by the way? Mm. Uh, Can't she sing? Uh, no, yeah, not really. I mean, a little bit. She's all right. She's okay. pretty good. And um, and we have Han Solo uh, declaring his love for Chewbacca and his family multiple times. Very sentimental. Nice. So I was just I wanted to ask you guys what is your what is your favorite appearance by a member of the original films in the in the movie? Uh, like. I don't think there's a favorite. Like no favorite. Like I didn't like any of them. I mean, there's like uh, I don't know. I guess I guess Han because he's there at the start when it's like kind of okay. But <laughs> after that, I don't really have one. Did you have a favorite? Though, well, I, uh, no, I, I, I would. I will. Okay, I will say this. I, I don't like it because of her. Um, but I do. I do like the ending when they're all in their red the red robes when they walk into the star. Yeah, exactly. They walk into the star and like on life day. I love that shot where they're like floating through space and they're in the robes holding the candles. <laughs> it's just like, am I dead? Again, again. Are you guys fucking with me? No, here? no. That's the no. end. That's the end. Like it's like like Han That's says the, like, yeah. you guys are like my family. I love you. Blah blah blah. Cut to just like all these Wookies in red robes walking into this like dark area that's full of fog, and Princess Leia is there and she sings the Life Day song, and then they all walk off into the light. That's the end. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Chad, did you have a favorite appearance by the original <coughs> cast? Oh, uh, the Jefferson Starship part. I don't... No, there's... It's impossible to for to pick a favorite amongst this pile of shit. Alright, well, who was your favorite new character? You guys like Harvey Corman? You like B. Arthur? Arthur? <laughs> I'm going to say Boba Fett since Boba this is the Fett. first time. Right. Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. What about you, Ryan? Uh, not a favorite? <laughs> not really. <laughs> I got one that I like the least, I oh, guess. Who? Uh, the guy with the mouth on his head? No, that was stupid. I guess I'll go with Art Carney, because he, he, he is kind of affable. See, I've seen this, like, uh, three times for some reason. Why? And uh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> No, he told me that while we were watching it. And I was just like, how? When I rewatched this for the second time, I skipped the B. Arthur part, because I find it kind of unbearable. The thing that I... I, I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how... Uh, how well else to go over? Um, the, the the best the thing about this that I thought was the, uh, funny um, is that I try I tr- I watched like all of New Hope, all of Empire, and like the first thirty minutes of Return last night, and that felt like it went faster than this. <laughs> this is only two hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and final question, and Jordan, you can get in on this too. Would you like to see a new holiday special made with the cast of The Force Awakens? Absolutely not. No. Like, in this vein? Uh, no. Just, like, if they were announcing just a holiday special, it can be, it can contain anything. Well, I think, I actually, I would be interested, because if it comes out now, they're not going to be so obsessed with the variety aspect of, the variety show format aspect that they try to go with here. And, like, they could actually have, like, a 30-minute, mm-hmm. it could even be animated. I, like, that would still be good, because they could get, you know what I would like to see? What? I would like to see a stop motion claymation Force Awakens, thirty minute Christmas special. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. You could air it on Cartoon Network on Adult Swim. They would. I mean, they could. They would air it on ABC, obviously. But you could air it on. It would be like they do it in like the vein of Moral Oral or something like that. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, that's what I would like to see. All right, Chad Jordan, what do you guys think? No, absolutely no. not. The the uh, what's it called? The uh, Variety Hour. Yeah, it's like yeah, they have yeah, like a the Variety, variety Hour. Sh- the, 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 that died with the 70s. I mean, no. God, no. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be interested. I mean, like, the closest we get to that would be 
like how they like how they had Back to the Future come back on Jimmy Kimmel for the day that they go to the future in 2015 for like a 15 minute little skit and move on with their lives. That would be fine on Fallon or Kimmel, but no. No. Alright. So, um, and I personally agree with uh, Ryan that they, I think they could update the format, do something kind of fun, so yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um... So uh, basically, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Overall opinions of the special. What do you guys think? Uh, it, it's an abomination. <laughs> it, is, it is it is a fetus that needed to be aborted. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there are unspeakable things that should have been done to this movie, or this this TV special. Would it be great if you were high though? Might it, I mean it might help, but like even then, it's just like the imagery would be funny because like the jokes fall flat, and the stuff that's supposed to be funny is not even remotely chuckle like chuckle like not even you wouldn't even laugh quietly to yourself but while you're alone like it's like it's that bad hi well no i'm talking about like the like the jokes like the the jokes but if you're high maybe the visuals might depends on what you're high on like just pot maybe 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 not but if you're like on acid like a lot of the stuff would be like you would you you would just sit there like kind of kind of Swaying left and right with your eyes wide open. I think just... the Diane Carroll bit would probably make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, this is terrible. Though uh, the 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 best parts, I don't know. You guys didn't watch. Did you guys watch the commercials? Mm-hmm. No, well, unfortunately. Well, you showed us. Yeah, there are three commercials that uh, that are in the the copy I had that are a thousand times better than anything in the special. Um, so if, if you do want to check this out, whatever, just look for the commercials and then watch the, uh, the, uh, Lady Garments Union Workers commercial, <laughs> cause that's what's called, the, uh, news break segment and the Whirlpool commercial, <laughs> because that is, uh, that is a thing of art. Alright, so, um, Chad, overall impressions? Um, I said earlier that this is like a fever dream where nothing makes sense and it's just all terrifying. That's genuinely how I felt watching it. Like, nothing makes sense, and it's all terrifying. Or most of it's terrifying. Like, I think, like, from, like, as soon as you get to Chewie's house, it's all horrifying. Like, the the carnival, the, the weird carnival shit is horrifying. The, the cooking show, really, like, as a child, I'm probably, I would have probably been terrified of that, that thing. It's like a fever dream. Where you just want it to end, but it won't. And you just have to sit there and get through it. Alright, so there's really no point in asking this. I know how to feel, but uh, Jordan, would you like to uh, offer any opinion of the bit of it you uh, you were able to get through? <laughs> Did you like it? No. <laughs> yes, I find I, it very I mean, I intriguing. think the question is how much did you like no, it? No, 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 no. This, this, this is bad. I'm not going to continue on to make the episode go longer. It's bad. If you are uh, a Star Wars collector, fanatic fan, just, yeah, go ahead, have Don't it. even watch it. But Even if you love Star Wars, don't watch it. Because yeah, it's, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah, I no, mean, yeah. Chad was saying that, you know, he got all excited about the, the franchise again based on The Force Awakens and that I kind of ruined it for him with the yeah. specials. Yeah, so. this is this is terrible. Don't ever watch this. Um, okay, and me personally, I mean, okay. Uh, I've watched this a few times, and <laughs> I, let me just say, let me say, I really enjoy the beginning of it. Okay? I, I, I borderline love it. Like, 
like just everybody screaming at each other in Wookiee, and then you have the weird song porn part, and you have the part with the holographic jugglers. Like, I think it starts out really strong in terms of unintentional hilarity. But then, as the special goes on, and you get to the mini-transmitter part, and the cooking part, and the B. Arthur part, like, it just, I just, it, it, it gets to a point where it's almost unbearable. Oh, it's unbearable. <laughs> so, um, I do, I do highly recommend like the first fifteen minutes of this thing if you want some good unintentional comedy. But uh, after you get past the song part, the song porn part, I would kind of recommend just turning it off and doing anything else with your life. If you want a reason to commit suicide, watch the last <laughs> bit of it. All right, and um, let's move into recommendations. Uh, we'll start with the Jordan. Uh, recommendations. Uh, check out... It has nothing to do with this, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> check out the movie called Howl. Oh, with, uh, James Franco on? No, no, this is called Howl. It's an independent film oh, from, okay. uh, uh, from England. Uh, it is, um, it's, a it's, a it's a, uh, locomotive, uh, train, uh, uh, what do you call them, those, those, those fancy trains that people are in, but anyway. Subway? No, anyway, it is a train going from London to other stops, and in the middle of the night, their train hits a deer, and then everybody in the train is stalked by a pack of ravaged werewolves. Mm. Came out this year, independent film. Hmm. You said Hal, and I was like, oh, Howl. I, I wouldn't, have expected, uh, wouldn't have expected Jordan to like the Allen Ginsberg James Franco no. biopic. No, great movie, check it out. Mm. All right, uh, Ryan, recommendation? Um, Let's see, recommendation. Uh, Go with uh, Christmas Vacation. Fun movie. God damn uh, it. Is that what I gotta say? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna recommend Christmas. We should Vacation. we should always talk about this beforehand, man. Mm-hmm. Last last time with Super Eight, now with this. Yeah. Um Okay. So yeah. Christmas vacation. Funny. Go for it. Chad uh, recommendation, Chad. Um Well I mean there's a lot of classic Christmas movies, but uh one of my favorite recent ones is Elf. Oh, yeah. I think it's a nice movie. Yeah, it's a nice you know, I've, I've never seen Elf. I know. I'd, I'd like to give it a watch. should watch it sometime. Oh, I should recommend mm. A Christmas Story 2. What? What? Christmas Story 2. Like, would you seriously recommend it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, um, me personally, uh, since Ryan took the one I was gonna do, uh... Just do Die Hard. Yeah, I was, uh, God fucking damn, I was a... Die Hard. It's not Christmas without Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard is a classic Christmas film. I have a machine gun, ho-ho, and, uh... Yeah, uh, good, glad tidings to you, and to all a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.